0: It's going to feel real good, all right? Most dope. Everybody, please put a thumb in the air. Hey.
1: hey everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to broad street hockey radio that's right bsh radio we still exist and we're gonna get into all of that wow <laughs> we're gonna get into all of that on today's show don't you worry my name is bill mats i'm your director of fun and games for the uh, afternoon evening whatever it is right now and uh we understand that you probably have some questions about your favorite flyers podcast broad street hockey radio and the only yeah, Flyers
2: podcast—the
1: only sure. one I've ever listened to, uh, <laughs> sparingly, but I've still—it's the only one. Uh, so we're gonna get into all of that, and uh, let's just let's just start it like we always do. Uh, let's lead it off with the fly by herself, Letter Kelly Henkel.
2: Yeah, the fly by for now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we're gonna. We're Looks gonna like gonna get Bill Clement wins. <laughs> yeah, right. Bill, no, not Bill Clement. Bill no, Meltzer.
1: Bill Meltzer. Damn it.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't uh The only thing that's kind of fun about this is that I have completely stopped giving a single fuck about anything that happens. <laughs> so, uh, you know, letting the fucks fly on the blog a little bit, letting people write whatever they want if they want to write. If no one writes anything, I don't really give a shit. Like, you know, it is what it is. There's a cat standing on my laptop, sorry. Um, Yeah, so we'll get into all of it, but uh, it's kind of a weird time for all of us, I think.
1: It is. It's also, I don't know, I've been expecting to get shut down for six years. (laughs) Eventually it was going to happen, and uh, at least it's not actually happening. You know, in any, like, we're not dead. You know? No, we uh, lived, bitch. So Yeah. We are not yeah. dead. <laughs> you can you can send your little your little, you know, biggest haters funeral memes all you want. They're actually uh completely out of context. From the Athletic.com, Charlie O'Connor.
0: Hey gang. So I'm I'm kind of in a weird spot right here because while I am a uh you know, obviously a contributor on the Broad Street Hockey Radio podcast, I am no longer a contributor to Broad Street hockey. So I'm kind of in a weird spot where I am part of this but not really. So, I think this show I'm more going to at least while we're talking about what's going on. Um we're going to take a back seat to the three of you. Uh, when if and when we do turn around and discuss the hockey team the Flyers, I will jump back in, but I, I feel like, you know, this impacts me because I'm on the podcast and we're going to need to make decisions about the podcast, but the website, while it was absolutely integral in, you know, kind of making my career into what it is today, I'm obviously not a, you know, pay contributor to Broad Street Hockey anymore, so just a little weird for me. I, I, obviously, I'm completely on board with everything that my friends at BSH say, but I'm not really a BSH person fully anymore, so it's just a little weird it, where You're I stand. in the slack. You're I'm in the slack.
3: Shut up. <laughs>
1: If you if you heard Steph Charlie, say, that wasn't <laughs> at you. That was a Bear. Say shut up. <laughs> shut up. She's talking to her dog. I think. Yeah, maybe. Uh last but certainly not least, Stephalicious D. Steph Driver.
3: So, yeah, there's a lot to say. Um, shut up is not one of those. <laughs> it was just what I was saying to Bear, who's trying to yell at the entire neighborhood for existing. Um. The first thing that I want to say before we really dig into it, just my real quick hit, Ivan Provorov did not shut down all of SB Nation hockey. It's
1: (laughs) It's really, It's true. It's one of those great leaps that people are willing to take because they want to. Like, oh, well, they called Ivan Provorov an asshole, so an entire department got shut down. (laughs) If he had that kind of power, why wouldn't he use it to make himself better at fucking hockey? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Also, if we had that kind of power, I feel like yeah. we would have done something better. Why would it. Chuck Fletcher still be the general manager?
3: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Um, like, so I think that that's a really important. That.
3: That's a really important point to make because um, the Fox Newses of the world, the barstools of the world, like are literally celebrating that Steph Driver has been canceled. That I lost my job because I called Ivan Provorovs a protest of wearing colored numbers, a disgrace. Um, And I just, (laughs) like, for the people who actually, like, know what's going on, I know that you know that this isn't true, but I wanted to reiterate. It is not true. Ivan Provorov did not cause hundreds of people to be laid off at Vox Media.
1: Here's a guarantee. Big if true. There will be an episode of BSH Radio that talks about the trade of Ivan Provorov. It will exist. Yeah. It will happen. <laughs> Soon, probably. Yeah, probably. Probably in, in this calendar year. Yeah, probably in the very near future. So, uh, yeah, I just, um, I have, before we get into it, like, obviously it sucks that a lot of really good, dedicated people uh, are losing an outlet. Uh, like Charlie said it, I mean, Charlie's one of the best hockey writers in, in the sport and got, got really his start at Broad Street Hockey, and it's a, a great jumping-off place. I mean, shit. Uh, I, I joined Broad Street Hockey, Steph and I did, you know, over six years ago for basically beer money, and uh, then a pandemic happened, and somehow I was still making enough to buy a fucking house. You know, it was... I'll always appreciate the time we had with SB Nation and Vox. It's a shitty move, uh, but thanks for uh, giving us the outlet, and we're going to take it from here. Don't need you anymore. Um, it was cool. It's going to continue to be cool. Broad Street Hockey, the podcast, will uh, continue to exist. I will never give the Flyers the satisfaction of victory that they deny me. You
0: know, they
1: refuse <laughs> to win. I refuse to go the fuck away. Look. So there will be a director of fun and games for Broad Street Hockey for uh, as long as there needs to be. Maybe we'll be like Wing Bowl, and if they ever win the cup, we'll actually just go away. Like okay, we've we've done our piece, and now we can say sayonara. But until then, I would
3: be totally fine with that if it's under our <laughs> yeah. terms. If it's if we're leaving and it's under our terms, like it would be really cool if I, you know, had a job right now. I
1: <laughs> would love that. For or me. like
3: health insurance, that would be cool. But we're gonna be fine. We're not. Does going Does anyone anywhere.
1: really have health insurance? You know, not really. It's, it's more of a concept. Allegedly, it's more of a concept. <laughs> It's hypothetical. Oh. Oh my God. Uh, so, what I guess wolf. let's just... Um, do, you,
3: do you want me to dig into just real yeah, quick? Yeah, like, let's get into the order in. of
1: events, because I feel like that's important. So, what was it, Friday? What the fuck is today? Mm-hmm. Today's Thursday, so less than a week, six days ago, uh, we get a Slack message from Steph that says, I've been laid off, and I don't really understand what that means, and then shortly after, everything on... Twitter, everything in the Slack chat is SB Nation and Vox. There's no more hockey coverage. So take it from there, Steph.
3: Yeah. So I woke up um, to an email from Jim Bankoff, uh, Bim Jankoff, from uh, Vox Media, <laughs> Saying that they are going to lay off this was last Friday, uh, seven percent of the workforce. And if you are impacted, that you will get another email within a certain period of time. So, after four and a half years of being a full time employee and managing over 400 contractors for the hockey site, I was laid off through a standard form email that followed the email from Bim Jankoff. Um, I I'm not shocked this happened because they've never made hockey coverage a priority. They've never, I mean, we never had the resources and the support that were available at bigger leagues like football. Look at what SB nation football is doing. Look at what SB nation NBA is doing. Like it's amazing stuff that they all have resources for. We had one full-time employee. That was me. And we had, uh, 34 sites that made anywhere from $200 per month to $4,000 per month. Like that was the range of monthly stipend. No matter what, even at the high end, it was insulting. It was insultingly low. Um, and I worked really hard to fix that over the course of my career. And clearly it didn't go well because <laughs> here we are today. Um, it was... Every, everyone. Everyone was blindsided. Uh, from what I hear today, nearly a week later, no one actually has a list of people that were laid off. Uh, nobody knows which sites remain across the leagues uh, because a handful of them went dark. And it appears that there was no rhyme or reason. It looks like they put all of the communities and all of the human beings into... um. What were those hats that were, like, a thing in middle school where they were, like, felt and had, like, you know, they were like big. Top like, top hats? hat in the hat hats. Oh, yeah, like those that's hat in the, the hat hats? Like Dr. Oh. Seuss
2: hats? I know what you mean. Yeah, like,
3: kind of like a Dr. Seuss hat. Like, that's what, th- it feels like they put all of the human beings into a Dr. Seuss hat and just, like, pulled a few out, and threw them in the trash. And that's who got cut and everyone remaining. You're still here for now. Um, so there are six hockey sites that are still active on
2: SB Nation. Um, a wild group of six, by the way. That makes it's, perfect sense. Like, when you hear them, folks listening, you will understand that these people definitely know what they're doing when it comes to hockey coverage.
3: Now, this is not disparaging the sites. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're, they're great. They're great. This is SB Nation doesn't know what to do with hockey. So the sites that remain are Pennsburg for the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, Stanley Cup of Chowder, which is the Boston Bruins, all about the Jersey, the New Jersey Devils, uh, Canes Country, the Carolina Hurricanes, um, Mile High Hockey, which is the Colorado Avalanche, and Lighthouse lighthouse hockey which is the new york islanders that's the one that really gets um, me like
2: i love those people those are some of my favorite espionage people but keeping the islanders and axing the rangers is fucking hilarious
3: well
1: i so guess it's very i guess very like the rangers get all personally. the attention so maybe they like i don't know i no,
0: there's no rivalries behind this at all okay
1: None of it makes There's sense. no rhyme. Like, or reason. like,
0: no, no effect.
1: I like, like actually, I, I tried. I like, actually, I don't give a shit. No, like, there's like, no. I, I've moved on from this already.
3: <laughs> I've tried to find correlation. I'm like, all right, well, did they cut everyone that I'm friends with? No, because I'm friends with a, a handful of the people that remain. Don't say and I'm not it. friends with who. a handful just, of people that were cut.
2: Just in case. Yeah. D- what? To be clear, Steph Driver isn't friends with any of us. We don't. I like said.
1: I said, don't say who, just in case. Just
0: they. Yeah. They might get around to firing them later. Right. <laughs> they will probably listen. Yeah. Right.
1: Um. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: And then I was like, I. I wonder if I, I'm. I'm just going to talk through Bear because if I don't, I'm going to strangle him, and that's not the vibe for today. Um.
1: Don't strangle
3: him. I. I. I like tried to look at every angle, like out of all of the sites out of all 34 sites in the year 2022 we had two sites that had grown in traffic like this is it is a it is like a national crisis but also like if all of your money that you have is coming from ad sales like you've got a shitty business model but anyway um the the two sites that had positive growth were mile-high hockey, so they stuck around. And the other was Davy Jones' locker room, brand-new Seattle Kraken site. Of course, they had growth. Of course, they're just, like, they're building their community. They got axed. Um, And then the other things I was looking at, I was like, all right, well, did they pick, like, the top six teams at a random day in the year? Like, did they just <laughs> look at the standings oh and God. were like, these are the Can top six? Can you imagine if they did it by
1: keeping. standing? <laughs>
3: But, like, that's also not the case. And then I was like, did they look at, you know, we're, we're doing DraftKings. SB Nation has gone all in on DraftKings. Did they look at, like, the top six Stanley Cup odds on a random day and pick those sites? And that's not true either. So I have absolutely no idea how they chose the six sites to remain. Um, and I have absolutely no idea how they chose the 28 sites to be cut. I do know that back in September, uh, right when the season was about to start, they wanted to cut from 34 to 28 and keep the original six teams as hockey sites. As in the um, original six them, NHL teams. That was NHL yes. teams.
0: Which, again, also makes zero sense. Perfect sense. sense. Makes
2: per- no, it's
3: perfect. Zero sense. sense. Which I told them. I said that makes no sense. Looking at the original six teams, they're not our strongest communities. You know what, guys? And also, in we're the past ten off. years, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just I know we've had trouble like monetizing in the past. Uh, but that was like before we were popular, and now like we know people who have businesses and shit. We're gonna make more money. Uh, there's not a doubt in my. <laughs> Like we're gonna listening be fine, to this, but
0: the- listening to the, the these decisions, uh, we're gonna we're probably gonna be just fine. Like it would it, it truly we're gonna be it fine. It truly it would be one thing if if the Vox was Six. no like if it would be one thing if Vox was just heartless. Like if they were just heartless, soulless capitalists that only cared about money and that's it. And like to be clear, they are. However, it's not just that they're heartless; it's that they're unbelievably stupid.
3: So stupid. Yeah.
0: Like, it's both.
3: They think they're smart. They think they're smart, which is the most dangerous type of dumb Let me just... Like, they think they're smart, and the moves that they make just, like, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to have been associated with this type of idiocy for the past four years. And and I've insulated everyone from all of the really, really (laughs) dumb stuff, but some of it trickles through. And... Now you're seeing what it's like without the Steph filter, and it is dumb, dumb, dumb.
1: Just quick anecdote for the listeners to our show. Uh, you know what kind of ads we run. They're the national generic podcast ads. They run on fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had opportunities on multiple occasions to bring in sponsors for our show and for the post games, and have been told, no, you're not allowed to do that. Like... People lining up to give us more money. And they're like, no, no, we have national, like, this is a regional show. I understand we have listeners all over the world, and that's fucking awesome. uh, But a show about the Flyers, you're probably going to reach a target audience of people in the Delaware Valley. Hmm. And products that speak to them are different than a national audience. I, I, but we weren't allowed to bring in those advertisers uh, despite their willingness to say, Bill, how much to sponsor the post game? I'd be like, I don't know. You got a f- couple free bottles of rum? Like, <laughs> like, I'm, not allowed to, I'm not allowed to take money. So. No, I did a couple of times, but uh, Steph told me <laughs> to stop it. Because it was, I
3: pretended because I'm not like allowed. I didn't know what was happening and everyone wins. Yeah.
1: So it's just it 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 was a an unsustainable business model from the beginning. Uh, we were probably lucky to get out of it what we did, and we're we moving did, forward. And we well, we did we're, well. We're optimistic.
0: W- yeah. Well, what,
2: what I mean talking yeah. to people during like uh, pre games and stuff, other SB Nation folks that have podcasts. Um, the deal that Driver got for us is uh remarkable considering what other people were getting. Like I know. Most of the the people who have hockey pods on the SB Nation Network, I think we're getting like $50 a month for doing their weekly hockey podcast. Oh, what? Yeah. So the fact that we were able to get a per listen deal out of this to start with was like a a way bigger deal than I think any, at least bigger than I realized before I started talking Podcasts were
3: never under my purview. Just this one. Yeah. For people listening. Just this one. Podcasts were a separate business model from editorial and I was editorial. Yeah, but you,
2: you negotiated our deal.
3: I, d- I negotiated this contract because yeah. I br- yeah I brought us over with Broad Street Hockey. Um, But yeah, they tried to cut down to the original six sites in <laughs> September and I I, I actually laughed uh, yeah. when they told me that the first time and, you know, if you don't laugh, you're crying. I'm trying, uh, cause and they, then I told them they that cut was absurd. all those except one. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, yeah in my because
3: head, I I'm don't like... even think they know what the original six hockey teams are, but that's a whole, that's all right, a, that's all right, a all right. <laughs> for a
2: different
0: yeah, time. Yeah, I, I remember when that happened. I'm just our... baffled by this No, decision. No, when, when, when that happened, our theory was that they thought that the Flyers were an original six team.
2: Yes.
3: That's, ex- yeah, that's what we thought. Because why would you get rid of Broad Street Hockey, which is one of your top producers, but.
1: Because Steph Driver's woke. Show. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. But they hate Steph Driver. Um, so they tried to do this in September and I said, give me time to figure this out. Like, let me put pen to paper and let me figure this out. So I worked my ass off in the end of September into the beginning of October, right before the season started, to rearrange the budget that I was given to increase our page views across the network by... in the year 2023. And I the plan that I put together saved every single site. There were budget cuts, there were things moving around. It was painful and it sucked. But this was the way that I was able to keep every single site starting in uh October 2023. So there was a there were a lot of really rocky weeks right at the beginning of October. Uh, I was told that my plan would never work. Uh, there was a lot of, um, there were a lot of reports saying what Steph is predicting is true. <clears throat> this is how we can do this. Um, I also proposed them giving us an additional three thousand dollars per month. Now that's it. I'm asking for three thousand dollars across the network per month, which would increase all of the SB Nation NHL page views by thirty percent. But they could not and would not do that. Um, And without any warning, they pulled the plug at the end of January. And all of the sites will no longer be monetized by Vox Media right before the trade deadline. So here we are. Um, I ended up, I know that I missed a handful of shows in November. It's because all of this work that I put in just to be told that it's not good and... um, that they were going to end up shuttering a lot of my sites anyway. I had a full-on nervous breakdown in November. I, I had a, It was a mental health crisis. It was a nightmare. Um, and then I had emergency surgery at the end of November. So this place is, was literally killing me, uh, making me ill. And now I have no health insurance and we have no <laughs> plan for moving forward. But we're going to be okay. Like the the really valuable pieces from the SB Nation NHL Network are coming with us. Mate. We have them. Well, We've honest. got the people. We have like these amazing content creators just across the board. We're bringing it with us.
1: Who's coming to whatever's
3: next? And I don't know what's next. <clears throat> I'm taking this week to like just sit and hear what other people are saying i'm not gonna plan for another couple of weeks i need some time to just decompress and clean vox out of my the cells of my body but we're gonna do something really fun and really exciting next and i just don't know what it looks like but like we're not going anywhere charlie bill kelly they're getting away from me under my Dead body, like over my, like they're just not. Like,
2: you're family now and you're stuck with me, and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You're welcome. I mean, Bill said several times that they will have to take this podcast from him before right. it goes anywhere. We're not, yeah, the pod, no, we're the just not going anywhere. Yeah, you
1: think Charlie what still I, wants to be working with me now that he's like a professional journalist? <laughs> he, I'm not leaving. <laughs> he like, he doesn't he's just, have a choice. He's, in a, he's incapable yeah. of getting rid of me. Sorry.
3: Like, we signed a blood pact years ago. <laughs> like, this is just how it is now.
1: We still have that goddamn LLC. We did.
3: You know what? Which we've actually been trying to get rid of for like four years. We may actually need it again.
2: I think we might need it again.
1: Procrastination pays off. Yeah,
2: every time. Doing I things sport is Enterprises.
3: Keep an eye I on that name because that might be what yeah. the new network
1: is called. to oh. Enterprises <laughs> is gonna be filing some copyrights this week. So um, so just to just,
0: just to give some like some little logistical addition, Steph, because I don't think people fully understand this. So Steph Driver lost her job on Monday. However, Broadstreethockey.com and the podcast we are both still getting monetized by Vox through the end of February. Correct. So in, in actuality, like, yes, we have been told that the doors so are click, being click, shut. click, 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 baby. But that is not the case yet. At least for another month, everyone, all the contributors at Brushy Hockey, all the contributors at the, the shuttered sites will still be getting paid through the end of February. So we do still have a little bit of time here. To plan our next move because it's not like Vox is cutting off the faucets just yet. They've just told us the faucets are getting cut.
2: Yeah, and it's pretty clear from um, the emails that we've been getting as site managers that they did not think anything through. I'm shocked. They made this decision. I know, it's truly shocking. No, I'm, like, I'm, I'm shocked like they... that, that
0: Vox did this in totally incompetent fashion. Blown I mean, away.
2: today. All of us got a survey that they would like us to fill out. That is essentially like, "Hey, um, I know we fired you, but like, what do you want us to do now?"
1: <laughs> is, like, essentially, amazing. The email. What if we just leave the site up and it's yours
2: now? Yeah. Like, what if you
1: just? Like, we don't hang know how to shut us. it down. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe we'll I give you pay. this, but we don't really know how to give it to you. And well, also, I don't know. It's like very much like no one has any idea what they're doing. It's remarkable.
3: It's very the entertainment fun. factor. If I could watch Jim Bancroft try to log into Chorus, which is our backend <laughs> platform, I would. the entertainment factor, I would pay a lot of American dollars watching him try to log into Chorus. To
1: be fair, it's to a multi-step process. You gotta. Have I need two. my shit reset like three times a year.
3: <laughs> That's different though because you know to ask.
0: I mean he would he would know who to ask but he fired a bunch of those people so.
3: Yeah. Fired everyone. Fired everyone from what I hear. Now I'm not on the ground. Now I'm just witnessing Rome burn, right? From what I hear, there are people left without managers that are asking, "What do we do?" and they're being told to ask their manager. <laughs> oh, who no longer exists. That's delicious delicious. As a company.
1: I'm picturing like, like um, this
3: is this is a well-oiled technology company where they're doing amazing. Um, if you currently write for or work for SB Nation in any capacity and you're in a panic, email me stephaliciousd at com. Let's talk stuff through. Let's talk it through. I'm
1: picturing like uh, in The Dark Knight Rises when Alfred leaves and then fucking Bruce Wayne has to answer his own door and, like, doesn't know where the door is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do I push that's or pull? That's exactly the vibe. Like,
1: that's very much what so, I'm so one, here.
0: So one thing I do want to explain, because I don't think this is necessarily common knowledge throughout the listenership, just in terms of kind of what I think is the underlying driving force behind all of this incompetence and craziness and SB Nation getting gutted. So... SB Nation at one time was its own entity. It was purchased by Vox. My understanding... Wait, it was not purchased by Vox?
3: No, Vox was created from okay, SB Nation. Okay. Jim Bankoff started SB Nation and then spun up Vox along okay. with SB okay. Nation. Okay,
0: so my understanding of this whole thing is that basically SB Nation for years has been very profitable. Now, granted, in part, that was because they were taking advantage of unpaid labor, so not great, Mm -hmm. but basically, the people who run Vox always really only cared about the news politics portion of Vox. That is their baby. That's what really matters to them. They've always viewed SB Nation and sports coverage in general to be kind of like in their were in their opinion, sort of like a joke, kind of mm-hmm. like you know, oh, isn't that cute? These idiots care about sports. The problem was was that SB Nation was always way, 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 way more profitable than what they really cared about, which was news and politics. So what they kind of did was they sort of used SB Nation to subsidize Vox, which is what they really wanted and really cared about, while slowly. Stripping SB Nation down to the studs because they never actually valued it. Even though, if you put them under a lie detector, they would have to admit that the only reason why they were able to get Box off the ground in the first place was because SB Nation paid for it. And this mm-hmm. is sort of the end result of that, of them marginalizing SB Nation, which they always have hated to admit was their cash cow in the first place. I just and, Mike, yeah, and
3: that's absolutely that's, it. That's that's. That's it for sure. Even up until three years ago, two years ago, um, SB Nation traffic ran the company. Um, I told uh, BLG once that if he stopped posting on Bleeding Green Nation for a week, just him, one person. If he stopped posting on Bleeding Green Nation for a week, the entire network would fold because that's how much traffic he brings in and how much traffic SB Nation brings in and BGN brings in. so, yeah, NHL brought in, um, oh, geez, I had the numbers in front of me, but not right now. Uh, about t- uh, 10 million page views per month. Roughly 10 million page views per month. It l- depends on what month we're talking. Um, So well over 100 million page views per year. It's It's significant. What they're losing is significant. And. They were not paying much for it, and we all know That's that. the, the thing, thing that's, that's absolutely
2: <coughs> wild to me is that the overhead for the hockey vertical must have been, like, in the grand scheme of a media network, practically nothing, because they didn't pay us. We had us. an annual
3: budget of a million dollars.
2: Yeah, so, like, how are you not, like, how are you so bad at this that you can't make money with practically zero overhead?
3: I have a lot of answers. It's, I mean, to it's that. just
2: a
1: lack of, in, it, it, like,
2: it,
3: they never care. Yeah, it's they just never a lack cared. of
1: interest, like a lack of yeah. we're not dedicating resources to it. Like, of course, you didn't get fifteen percent growth out of sites that are paying people nothing. Why would they write? Like, yeah. you have to, you have to motivate people somehow to do something. And while exposure is fun when you're fucking seventeen years old, uh, it gets real old when you're hungry. Uh, so you know like i I just you know i I can't personally complain because I had a deal with s b nation that was somewhat lucrative uh they did well by me for You're welcome. the yeah for the better part i mean, I got my guaranteed contract in November december of twenty nineteen, and a couple months later, my everyday job went away and I didn't starve to death. In fact, my wife and I did okay when 50% of her income went away as well. Uh, I, I, like, I don't have as much negativity. I also wasn't as plugged into the day-to-day. Like, I'm not a daily contributor. I am a podcast host, and... You know, we tried to make me a writer now and then, and I fucking lost interest in that quickly. Uh,
3: but. Because you're a good writer. You just. I've lost don't have it. I will say, to- like,
1: I was reading, I was reading a short story I wrote in college, and I was like, holy shit, this is good. I can't write <laughs> like this anymore. What the fuck? You <laughs> could get back. it back. You uh, just have to write it I could, yeah, it's you have to get in the rhythm, you just have to do it more. Like, I could get it back, but, I don't know, I'm. I'm this is working out for me, the whole talking yeah, into fair. a microphone thing. <laughs> yeah, you're doing pretty good. Uh, but maybe we'll have to subsidize with that at some point. But like I-, I don't want it to just be while it is obvious, there were tons of missteps along the way from our former and I guess, you know, still for the next month or so, parent company. Um, you know, we we were able under their umbrella to make some money, develop this community, have relationships. I mean, Kelly, Charlie, uh, Steph and I were a package deal when we came over. I knew you two, but now we're like, you know, been together for over six years. It's, It's pretty cool that we've had this thing going. And it's all because we were able to do that under the SB Nation umbrella. It sucks what's happening now. But I am appreciative of the time. And the opportunity I was given, I think we knocked it out of the park and we certainly earned our fucking money. You know, who else was doing draft parties for this team? Who else was doing festivist parties with this team? Fucking filling up restaurants, filling up bars when they, they, they've given us no reason uh, to be as into them as we are. Uh, but it's it's because of the community we were able to cultivate with our uh, limited resources.
3: Yeah, and, and I just want to follow that up because um as bad as it has been for me being on the inside the of uh, the other side of it which is working with the hockey sites working with the site managers working with the content creators it has really been like the best time of my life like if I really if I really think about it I'll start to cry but it's only because I'm so so proud of the work that we've all done and I mean, Broad Street Hockey is where I've been the closest. I've been tied closest to Broad Street Hockey, but really across the network. They're just absolutely amazing people who really give a shit about their idiot hockey teams. Like, they also hate their teams the way that we hate the Flyers, <laughs> but love them more than anything else in the world. Like, it's it's this love-hate dichotomy, and everyone has it. The people, like... I, I can't express this enough. The people make SB Nation mm-hmm. because like this, this, and it's not even like the talent. It's just the care and the creativity. And I, I can't even express how amazing everyone is. And, and I I could literally spend the next hour talking about each individual here on the podcast and at Broad Street Hockey. Um, I will not do that today but I will do it at another time because everyone deserves to be recognized for their contributions by name because that's everyone has just done incredible incredible work and to bring it back home the Flyers have told us you know from the executive level not hockey ops business ops they're going to support us as hard as they ever have which is like, fucking our, hilarious our support is yeah. It is
1: <laughs> pretty funny like what's up it's just hilarious that they support us to the level they're always interested in partnering with us for and like listen it's it's a lot of times Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation which is something that's awesome i will always help support that no matter how much i hate the goddamn team uh, but it's 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 just really funny to think you know a show founded on Calling the general manager's imbeciles uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, gets the support it does from the business side because we're yeah. we're uh you know despite what you've heard pretty pretty engaging nice people who will go out of our way to help you if, if given the opportunity and we have a dedicated listenership thank you all uh who yeah. will support what we support so it's yeah it it's very it's just always funny to me that like the flyers want to do shit with us like really did you listen <laughs> did you listen this week
3: <laughs> have you heard what we think about your players and your general nature yeah. have you actually listened to these words no but i
0: i think that's that's important and that's one of the things that you know really does i mean obviously i, I wear for the athletic i i certainly do my best to be honest and you know not let um You know, not let my personal biases get in the way and also, you know, not hold back because I'm worried about things like access and things like that. But I think one of the real strengths of SB Nation, really from the start, and this was what made it great from the very beginning, was that, you know, because the writers were fans because they weren't beholden to sources and access and not, things. Not to say that over time that some of those writers did get sources and access and whatnot, but in the beginning that gave the writers and the sites and the podcasts an ability to be critical in ways that maybe, you know, professional quote unquote writers could not be. And it allowed, It's a level you know, that's off
1: limits. Even yeah. when you're like, you have to hold, you have to be honest and uh what what is it from almost famous honest and unrelenting i can't remember (laughs) the other word uh but you like charlie you do not have to worry about access but there, like there's just a level you can't say the shit i say is what it like you know you're a professional and i'm not i mean i uh, hashtag fanalist i will always say (laughs) i am a fanalist first that's what I do. It's why we don't do interviews or guests here. I don't give a shit about access. Don't care yeah. what they have to say. Don't yeah. need it. It's about what we have to say about this team. That's what makes it interesting to me. And that allows us to, like Charlie said, not have to worry about a certain level of uh,
0: decorum Propriety. between team and analyst. But, but I do think that we we're fair. I don't think mm-hmm. that we while while some of the people on this podcast, not me, but others, and this isn't a criticism, can be mean at times to the organization and people in the front office yeah. and players. I don't think that we are ever not fair. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Flyers organization, despite the fact that we can be unrelenting in our criticism, doesn't shy away from being willing to partner with us because they know that you're gonna get honesty and you're gonna get fairness underneath the anger and frustration
1: and we want them to be good like yes it's all coming from a place of i very badly want you to be good like there's i'm wearing a flyer shirt right now i love them it's why I hate them so much <laughs> like, <laughs> because they refuse that's why I will never give them the satisfaction of going away. They will ne- like I will do this as long as I possibly can, and it's because one, I love the flyers and two, I hate them so much
0: they will never beat me that's, that's so so w- one one thing I do want to uh to discuss though is um so we are, as i said um. We are still going to be paid through the end of February. However, at the end of February, we will no longer be paid for the podcast, and obviously the contributors to Brush Your Hockey will no longer be paid for what they write on Brush Your Hockey. We are still unclear as to what that means for the site, whether the site will be passed on to the writers of Brush Your Hockey, whether there will be a new site launch. We're not sure. However, with regards to the podcast, I believe I speak for everyone when I say that We will continue podcasting even in the short term, even if in the short term we do not have a immediate stream of revenue paying us for the podcast. But hey,
1: all you advertisers out there who (laughs) used to reach out to me and I told you I can't take your money can now.
0: But but I I, would does everyone agree on that front?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, definitely. And also, to be clear, so getting back to the fact that the people in charge of this whole thing have no fucking idea what they're doing, um, most of the other hockey podcasts, from what I understand, have received emails a lot like the one about the blog that was just like, hey, sorry, we're uh, cutting you. You don't exist anymore. Um, But very notably, Broad Street Hockey Radio has not received that email. So I don't know if they think that they're going to. uh, kill our blog and fire all of our people and continue to make money off of this podcast. If they do think that it's hilarious. Um, I have received
1: that. Oh, did you? (laughs) Yes.
2: Why did they send it to you?
1: I, because, uh, because Ava tagged somebody on Twitter and said, what the fuck is going on with my husband's contract? Basically. (laughs) And they, they told me because, because again, my contract more, more complicated than others. Yeah, uh, I wasn't included in the initial email, but but you my, got the
2: one about the podcast.
1: Uh, I guess it just says my independent contractor contract is up February twenty eighth, like everyone else's. It's like a condensed version of the original email that everyone shared.
0: Okay, well, good to know. What
3: I, in the world? I mean, I
0: assumed that the podcast was dead too, but I didn't have confirmation. So it's good that they finally got around to giving someone confirmation. I don't,
1: Can like, I, it I don't, don't me, I I'm not it. a writer or anything, so that's the only thing I get paid for is the podcast, so I assume. <laughs>
3: <laughs> My bad. Yeah, so I have two different thoughts about why no one got told about Broad Street Hockey Radio no longer existing. One, they just assumed. They forgot about us. Not because, like, I was there that no one would continue, mm. but I think the second part is, more likely to be accurate because I got laid off. They didn't
2: know who to tell. So they just dipped.
0: <laughs> That's such a box. No, I think
2: they think that the other I think it was they went to the site managers, the other podcast emails like, no, they don't because the business is the business is separate podcasting
3: business is separate from editorial. So we had a podcast manager and a site manager. Oh, I was listed as a podcast manager because I broke up what percentage everyone got from the listens, which was roughly even. Gotcha. Bill and Kelly got a little bit more because they did more technical work. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they just didn't know who to reach out to, mm. so they didn't. Instead of any of the other people that were getting paid for podcasting, they were just like, oh, well – That's what I I I think (laughs) happened. I mean,
2: in any event, like, there was no circumstance in which they were going to kill our blog and we were going to continue to let them make money off of us. So it doesn't really matter. But. um, Right. And this this situation
3: where I may have been laid off because Vox has done so many layoffs in the past five years. Like, we've kind of been preparing for it for the past year or so. Like, we we knew that this was probably coming at some point. So. While we were shocked, we were not necessarily blindsided. We do have some contingency plans in the works. Um, and we have already talked about how this podcast isn't going anywhere. Yeah, like, not. we're not
0: yeah. no, going anywhere. No, I do think that, like, um, the, the shock on our part, and this sucks to say, but the shock on our part was less that Steph got laid off. Like, that was something that, like, we all knew was a possibility. The shock on our part was that BroadstreetHockey.com lost. Vox support because that just never made any sense because broadstreethockey.com, despite how bad the Philadelphia Flyers are, has always been and still is one of the highest traffic SB Nation hockey sites, period. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to kill Brash aside from either A, they did it to spite Steph, or B, they just don't have a clue what they're doing. And it might honestly be a combination of both.
2: I was gonna say probably a little both.
0: It's them-
3: probably a little a column A, a little a column B. They've been trying to fire me and they've been trying to get rid of me since the Rangers told them to fire me back during the Tony D'Angelo situation. They've been and trying to get rid of me. Here we
1: are now. That.
3: and here we are Tony D'Angelo is a Flyers you know
1: um and this is we'll talk about the team I I was just looking at some shit on Hockey Reference and uh Tony D'Angelo is the leader in ice time on this team
0: he's got Provrov by like a couple of seconds
2: he's the worst defenseman by the numbers is that right well he's
0: so bad defensively that yes he is one of the worst play-driving defensemen in hockey almost entirely because he has been dumpster fire levels of bad defensively delightful what a time to be alive they'll get a first round pick for him at the deadline that would that would that would imply that the flyers think it's a good idea to trade him which they probably don't because reasons waiting for them to Give him an extension, honestly. Hey, you know what? It wouldn't blow me away.
2: Not
3: even a little
0: bit. That would just be... I mean, really,
3: this year can't get much worse, so they may as well. Well,
0: they can't give him an extension until the summer because he's got one more year year left on his deal after this. So, if it's going to happen, it won't happen until after July 1st. So, you got that going for you, at least.
3: Excellent. Just in time for our new network. (laughs)
0: So is there anything else we want
3: to, is there more on close up this conversation? um, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone in the community. I have gotten the most amazing messages of support um, really across the board in my DMs, in my mentions, in my email, phone calls, text messages, the hockey community. I'm just talking about hockey right now is so close knit. Everyone really supports each other. Um, All of the death threats and whatever that I've been getting are not from hockey people. They're from people who just happen to pick up on hockey and what Ivan Provorov is doing. They're not hockey people. Hockey people have been absolutely amazing. Everyone that is listening to this right now, you are amazing. And you have made this, these past five years, the pleasure of my life. Like the delight of my life and i'm not going anywhere um i was never paid for this podcast so continuing to not get paid for this podcast is totally fine by me i'm just hanging out talking to my friends um but if by any chance you do think that you like my voice um i do have my tips activated in my twitter profile and i appreciate all of you and now the flyers
1: yeah, so, <laughs> no, I, I want to just reiterate what Steph said. The uh, the outreach, the support from everyone, from uh, people in the business, people who are listeners, readers, uh, basically everyone except for uh, a couple of assholes. Um, and I have no problem with that now. I truly made it a point to never, ever bring them up on this show. Because, one, I don't listen to their show. I don't listen to any hockey podcasts. I have no fucking clue what they talk about. And, two, what good, like, you know, I'm in this to talk about hockey and the Flyers and have a good time. And uh, they're jerk-offs, so why give them the time of day? But there was a very public situation. And uh, they're all cowards. I'll tell you that straight up. Every single one of them is a coward because they'd never say it to my face. Notice, never. notice who they pick on. Notice who they never say a word to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, that would be Steph and Kelly. It's the girls. Yeah. It's the girls. Because they, the they girls. can't tell us yeah. apart. So yeah. it's the girls. Well, it. no no one, not girls.
1: These okay, people so all one? shake my hand and tell me what a good job I'm doing when I see them in public. I get DMs from them saying, hey, no problem. I just wish our two shows could get along. I No, they're fucking cowards. The I end, never get those that's, DMs. Isn't that that's weird? the end Isn't that of that. It's the only time I'm ever going to mention that other show. Fuck them. They're cowards.
0: Uh, okay, the Flyers. <laughs>
3: Charlie was good. Hold on. Charlie was going to say something.
0: Yeah. What, what I will say. Were you? Well, yeah. What I will say about that is my understanding. And to be clear, I'm not going to get in, in the way of any beef, whatever. Have at it every month. My understanding. There is no beef. Beef requires two sides. Okay. My understanding is that that whole thing was pretty much entirely driven by Kevin Kincaid, who is, I will be blunt, an asshole. I mean, you don't like. You don't jump on the grave of someone. I I don't care. Like, let me put it this way. If someone I don't really, really don't like loses their job, out of sheer common decency, I am not going to dunk on them as they lose their job. I may not give them any public support. I will just stay quiet because that is what, you know, a person with class does. Not basically laugh that they got fired. So... Guess what? Kevin we didn't Kikade, lose our jobs. I, 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 I have never, I've never met Kevin Kincaid, but I've, I lost all respect for him after that move. That was just a total fucking dick move. I didn't, I didn't know, know who he was until I didn't, he not yeah,
1: me. did not know who that was until he... Because one, he, he sent the gif from Crossing Broad, not, yeah. not from his own personal account, because he's not going to put his name to it, because he's a coward. And... Then, when I said something, he just, he just blew it off. Because he's not going to say anything to me. Because I'm on the air at Sports Radio 94 WIP. Because my wife is the assistant brand manager. They're never going to say shit to me. Which is hilarious. Because I'm the face of this. I'm the director of fun and games. Everything that goes out on our airwaves is because I allow it to. And they're never going to fucking do it. I'm not hard to find. If you have something to say to my face, you know where I am? I'm the six foot, 250 pound guy wearing bright colors. Like <laughs> it ain't, it ain't difficult. <laughs> I'm everywhere. I, I would
3: also like to say just real quick, they've never said anything to my face either. They will not no. say anything to my face. Um, but also this, this fucking guy, Kevin Kincaid, never heard of him before. Um, and he did decide to come after me for losing my job, which is fine. Because that just shows who he is as a person. But I, I will say, um, I know a lot more about the dudes that are at Crossing Broad than anybody thinks that I do. If, if I wanted to play their game, if I wanted to play their game, I don't want to do that. Because it's not fun for me. It's not fun for me, but them attacking me and Kelly is fun for them and I will defend us. Because they have nothing else. Death. But We've done our I show for six years game, without doing it. That's all but I'm going to say. Except
1: here. for them. Thank you very much to everyone else who reached out. Uh, it's yeah. meant a ton. Um, I, I know what this community has meant. I know why our... Uh, our draft parties have been such successes. Our festivist parties have been such successes. And our show has been such a success. And it's because of everyone who listens and everyone who's supported us for the past six years. And good news for all of you, it's not over. It's going to continue. Uh, we're going to maybe take a step back to take a few steps forward. But it, we're going to figure things out, and it's all going to be yeah. okay. All right. Absolutely. Um, so, ad break here, you know, fucking, we don't need to give them ad breaks anymore. I was gonna
2: say, what? A- no, no
1: <laughs> ad breaks. No, we can just go. Nah. Uh, yeah. So, so Morgan Frost, huh? I actually,
3: uh. I need to log off. I didn't realize that um, I need to log off at noon. All right. I'm sorry,
1: guys. Well, okay. have fun.
3: I, my, uh, <laughs> what, you got the work to do? <laughs> that I'm using is about to be commandeered. <laughs> No. um so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna log off and i'm going to send this raw file to kelly yeah and let's see what happens after that yeah my my laptop is about to be commandeered. Okay. Yeah. get
2: that file get yeah that let's
3: file. let's do that um so i'm gonna the stop recording make a lot i love of sense you guys yay the
2: flyers Jesus let's Christ. talk about those fucking flyers.
3: so
1: so morgan frost through the first like i don't know What's 77 plus 27? 100 or so games of his career. A uh, middling, we don't know what he is. Every time he seems to get some momentum going, there's an injury. Okay, we're going to give him a shot, but his, his wingers are me and Kelly. Uh, like, <laughs> it, it just, for whatever reason, never seemed to really work. And now suddenly... I just lost it here. In his last 21 games, the man has seven goals and 11 assists. He is producing at a level we have not seen. Yes, there are two four-point games in there against the Arizona Coyotes. But still, still, the production outside of that is a level we have not seen from him before. And it leads to a certain amount of optimism about what he could actually be for
0: this team. So, Morgan Frost, when does he do an extension? Is it after this year? Yeah, it's, he's was signed to a one-year deal, so he is up signed for Signed to a one-year but deal. He's, but he's still a restricted free agent. He's an so RFA. If the, Flyers, if the Flyers want to keep him, and I imagine they will, they can. You know, the thing with Morgan Frost, truthfully... And I was looking at his numbers. I'm in the midst of doing a mailbag for tomorrow. Not yet. Arbitration eligible. That's
1: how fucking long? Well, I I think he probably will be by the end of the year. Will be, but it's not there yet.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think it comes down to games. I'd have to look and see, but it doesn't really matter that much. I I don't think he's going to make that much money. Regardless, I was looking at his numbers, and you know what? Like, I've given up hope that Morgan Frost is going to be an impact player. I, I don't think he's an impact player. I don't think he's that good. However. So this season he has 24 points in 48 games. That is half point pace. Basically, what we're looking okay. at here is a guy who could maybe be a three C who gives you 35 to 45 points a year, maybe. And like, if you look at his underlying numbers, they're not great, but they're not awful. They're like middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Like, if he here's a, here's the thing: if Morgan Frost can be for the next four or five years kind of what Derek Broussard was for the Flyers last year before he got hurt like I guess that's playable like that's fine Derek Brassard was like a decent third line center it's better than Valtteri yeah. Filppula
1: until that one big mistake <laughs> <laughs> um I just so this hasn't This hasn't raised your level of optimism beyond he's okay.
0: Not really, because my previous level of optimism was he's not an NHL player. And now I've raised that to he's an NHL player who's a decent third line center. That's where I'm at with Morgan Frost right now.
2: I guess, like, I guess it kind of depends on how you're framing it. Like, I never thought he was going to be, you know, a top six phenom scoring 50 goals a season or anything. But I did think that he was going to be a really good third line center that if given good wingers on a team with, you know, a talented top six would probably lead to a third line that was an actual scoring threat. And I think that we didn't think for a while, like Charlie said that that was going to be the case. Like it really didn't look like that was going to be the case. And now it looks like it is. And so I think that's kind of like, I don't know. If if this continues, it's kind of, at this point,
0: a complete success, in my mind. It's a positive. It's just that, yeah. like, it's a positive in that I think Morgan Frost is showing he can be a piece. But not, like, an important piece. Just, like, a piece. And that's great. No, it's, but, like, he's not, it's not going to change the trajectory of the organization. No. And that's, uh
1: like... No. He's another you know we've talked so much about what this team needs and we've found out like i think through these first however many games this season over half the year uh 49. the flyers have yeah <laughs> charlie just a calendar full of red x <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> we we joke but you're not totally wrong
1: <laughs> uh like we've found out that this team has a lot of yeah, you know, and we always, oh, it's a team of third and fourth liners, but we have found out that this team has a lot of actually good players for those yeah. roles. Like it's not just, oh, well, he's a third and fourth liner because we don't think he's that good. It's like, no, they could be productive in this role. We they have plenty of depth. They just don't have a core of star players. Yeah. They to don't. put it's, those to put those ancillary yep. pieces around. Yep. And we don't really see a path to acquiring them because they're cap-strapped and they're, what, ninth in the league right now, or ninth from the bottom, so they're not going to yep. be drafting, like, in the top five in all likelihood. Yep. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like, looking at his contemporaries in terms of guys who were drafted, like, first-round Flyers picks of his era, um, man. He's a hit, and they don't have many. Like, we're talking after the Provorov, after the, like, you know, beginning of the Hextal era when we had so much promise with Provy and Sanheim, we're talking Rupsov Patrick Frost, Farabee, O'Brien, like, and then we go to Cam York with, uh... with Fletcher, like... Yeah, we we believe in Farabee, and hopefully he you know takes this year. He continues to get better, and then kind of gets back into the trajectory he was uh, looking at prior to this neck injury. But outside of potentially Faraby, like Morgan Frost might end up being the best player of this whole group. Yeah,
0: that, that's <laughs> so sad. That is like really Ivan
1: Provorov ain't gonna be here in a few months. Like nice. Travis Sandheim, we okay. He's a nice second pair defenseman, and yeah, if you were to have like a fantasy draft, Sandheim would go before Frost, definitely. Uh, but outside of that, like Nolan Patrick out of the league, Jay O'Brien never going to be in the league. Like Cam York, already right, looks
0: well, fine. Th- there is there is Travis Kanek. He's obviously right. he's pretty good. Yeah. He's oh, obviously right. the best. But I will actually use this as a pivot. So I did write an article today about basically laying out my case for why they should trade Travis Connecty even though I know they won't. So oh, I am spicy. still very much on that train of Travis Connecty should be traded. And what it boils down to is this. And is this, we just talked about this, Bill, you just mentioned about they don't have those stars. They have a bunch of pieces to put around stars, but they don't have those stars. Travis Connecty to me is not, a star on a really good team. He is no. like maybe somewhere between the third and fifth best player on a really good team. And that's great. The problem is, is that where is the path to getting the guys who you put above Travis connect to have him be that second tier weapon on a great team. And I just don't yeah. see it. And if there is no path to getting those guys to give connect to book connecting in the, in the place he should be, then really what is the point what's of having what's the Travis point Kinect- of connecting yeah yeah Yeah. and it sucks No. but that's kind of and we've where talked I'm about, about we've talked about
1: this and maybe his ceiling is a little higher than i thought based on this year there is just a, always the as i call it Kyle Calder syndrome somebody has to score uh now he's doing it <laughs> at a at a ridiculous clip uh but still i came into the year thinking He's a great second liner. he's a guy you put on your first line because you have that luxury of distributing talent more evenly throughout your uh, your top two or three lines and he's a nice piece. he's a really good player, loving the season he's having uh in a season where I wanted to see who would step up he absolutely has and while it would be nice to be able to keep a player like him, uh why what's it, what's it doing for you? Like what? Nothing. Where, where, are, where is this team going? They need to be. I, I know. You hope, okay? They find a couple diamonds in the rough, a couple of these draft picks, and then maybe it's not. Dude, it's just gonna take so much longer than that. It's gonna be a process, which yeah. I, I understand. I said that on purpose. Uh, it, it's hmm. just like, where is the. Where is the light at the end of the tunnel for this team? Travis Konechny, no, thank you it. for stepping up. Thank you for being one of the guys who buys in. Thank you
0: for proving that you are this good. There's no place for you. Sorry. It's, 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 there, not, and... even, it's not even that. Sorry, Kelly, but I do want to no, okay. throw this in. Like, no, 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 go. I've, if Travis Konechny were to be traded, I would feel bad for Konechny in a sense because he's bought in, He wants to be part of this. He's really committed to, you know, playing under John Tortorella to this whole Flyers thing, and he wants to be part of the solution, and I respect the shit out of that. However, let's take a big old step back here and acknowledge that, honestly, trading Travis Konechny is probably the best thing for Travis Konechny because he could actually win championships or at least lots of games and play on a team that is fun and good, and, like, I, I would feel bad for him, but there's an element of like, Travis, this is actually the best thing for you. Yeah, like
2: yeah, he needs, he needs to learn the Jeru lesson, which is like this kind of loyalty and blind faith in the organization that drafted you was really fucking stupid. And once you get out of here, you'll see that like, oh no.
1: Yeah, I'm stuck in really it. Bad. Like, you're not I'm us. Out. We were yeah. born here. You can just leave, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's thirty one other fucking teams, and to Charlie's point, it ain't like he's getting sent to Montreal. A team that trades for Travis
0: Connecney is a good team, a
2: good team you know so
0: to, to quote to quote a, a personal favorite movie of mine, uh, the other guys, he's a peacock. You gotta let him fly <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love that Charlie loves the other guy. It's very funny. The other, the also, other guys and point, the nice guys, both great comedies.
2: At this point, Travis Konechny is kind of the main driver behind the Flyers very rapidly playing themselves out of a lottery. Fight.
1: Yeah, removing him from the equation, it's a lot like Drew last year. It's yeah. like, hey, man, they sucked
0: with him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen when all the goals go away? Well, <laughs> and that's the, he's the po- scoring all the goals. Well, the point that... Um, I guess still currently a Broad Street Hockey contributor until the end of February. Uh, Our good friend Kurt R made on Twitter, and it's a fair point. the The point he made was basically that if you trade Travis Konecny after he buys into the Tortorella system, after he's part of the culture that Tortorella is trying to build, the problem with that is that it essentially says that every decision that was made in the summer in terms of not rebuilding, in terms of hiring Tortorel in the first place, that that was all pointless and dumb. And well, my, which my, is correct. <laughs> my answer is, yes, it was. Yes. So well, that's why they should do it. However, I agree with this point that that's why they're not going to trade not him. Because, to. The, because they're exactly. not going to be willing to admit that everything they did last summer was pointless and dumb and is just going to further their slide into, not slide, but further this like, At best, they're going to be a mediocre bubble team type of run. Uh, I will say, short term,
1: yes, you are acknowledging the pointlessness of those decisions, which we said at the time. Uh, Yes. But, I've said many, like, John Tortorella is a senior citizen. He is not going to be the head coach of this team to see the fruits of his labor. He was brought in to return to a level of accountability, to return a level of accountability to this organization. And when he talks about his legacy and wanting to bring the Flyers back to that level of respectability, he's not going to get the time to do that as the head coach. My belief all along is he's going to move up in this organization. He is going to be a part of the long-term future and not as the head hockey coach. And I am for that, Therefore, it's not pointless in the big picture. Although, yeah, like, oh, Travis Konechny bought in. Awesome. Travis Konechny's having the year of his life. We're trading Travis that doesn't send the That doesn't send the best message in the short term. Also, the short term is fucked no matter what. Exactly. Yes. Just 100%. Fucked.
0: All right. So Might we, the what what else do we have on this team? I mean, we've had a pretty long show. I think this is yeah. m- probably enough. We talked Wait a a minute. about gonna the talk about, We're not going
2: to talk about We're not going to talk about the resurgence of Charlie's favorite player Rasmus Ristolainen.
0: Oh, Rupert right.
1: Dynamo.
2: Excuse me. He <laughs> oh, can't stop scoring?
1: <laughs> I said it last week and he comes up with a skate to stick backhand move down low. Uh This man is a forward. <laughs> he's horrible at he's horrible at fucking defense. He can skate. Apparently, he can score. Uh, what are we waiting for here? This is the net front presence we thought we had in JVR. It's a old. We're
2: bringing like an old school '90s power forward, Mike Knubel, baby.
0: Oh my <laughs> god! So one point I will make about that, though, is that I will give Rasmus the line and a lot of credit in that. Well, for years, for the entirety of his career, he has been objectively bad defensively as much as hockey people refuse to admit that he was bad defensively. He's big. He hits. How can he be bad at defense? However, <laughs> I will give the Flyers coaching staff a lot of credit. This coaching staff is the first coaching staff that has ever looked at Rasmus Salainen and has said, no, You suck at defense, so we are going to take you aside for two months and teach you how to play defense. That is what they have done. That is what Bradshaw has done with Rasmus the over the past couple months. And actually, his defensive metrics this year are now good. He is actually getting better at defense. The problem, aside from these last maybe couple games, is that by doing that, he's completely lost any offensive capabilities whatsoever. Until this recent run, but his defensive metrics this year are good. And you know what? If they can turn him into like the new Justin Braun, except bigger and faster, that's not worth $5.1 million a year, but it's at least not useless. And I give it's the not disaster, except, yeah. I give the coaches have a lot of credit for seeing past the big and hits thing and being like, no, at actual defense, he's bad. And I give Risto Linea a lot of credit for actually working to improve, rather than just being like, "No, I'm big and I hit a lot, so I'm good at defense."
2: Bradshaw might be a wizard. He's a good coach. He's re- he's really good. The PK is like fucking amazing. It's fun. Now
1: it's
0: we're, not talking perfect, but it's they, fun. we're talking about what
1: they. We're talking about what they could turn Risto into. What if they could turn him into all the picks they gave up for Tony D'Angelo?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's make him good at defense and then pawn him off on another Chuck Fletcher idiot GM that definitely exists. Uh, you might
1: not have to pawn him off on another Chuck Fletcher. Maybe you can pawn him off on Chuck Fletcher in 18 months. I uh, will say. Just you, a thought.
2: Edmonton's front office. Nobody
1: dies in this business. No. Every, <laughs>
2: like, Edmonton's front office is, is big dumb, and they really need defense. Did if we, we lose Char- Oh, no, there he is.
1: Charlie didn't move for like a minute, and I thought he froze, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my anyway, God. all right. Do we have? So we we did all that. We did everything. That's the show today. Yeah, I got nothing else. All right. Yeah, I think we're good. I hate the flyers. Well, yeah. Well, they're the. Oh wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. Before we sign off, um, just in case you only listen to this podcast, don't go on the internet. Um, based on all the stuff that we talked about earlier, we set up a a GoFundMe just to try to have a little pot of money set up so that we can figure out what we're doing next because. If nothing else, we might be able to buy BroadStreetHockey.com from Vox Media. And if that opportunity presents itself, it would be cool if we could do it. So if you feel like giving us a couple of bucks, that would be awesome. Thank
1: you. All right. That's it. That is all the time we have for you this week. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey while you can. Wherever you find podcasts. And uh, boom. Content, baby. Uh, so that's it for me, for Charlie, for Steph, for Kelly. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about?